The Wired Home School, episode number 139. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Wired Home School. I'm your host, John Wilkerson, and today I am excited to bring an interview to you, my art friends. And if you're one of the art friends joining me from Art for Kids Hub, thank you. I have an interview with Rob Jensen from Art for Kids Hub. I think you're going to be really excited about this. Rob is a father of three and a husband to one. His YouTube channel and website have hundreds of videos that teach kids and parents, too, how to draw, paint, and more. Rob graduated from Brigham Young University with a bachelor's in fine art, and he used to work for Ford Motor Company. After a successful career with Ford, he and his wife decided to move closer to home to focus more on family. Today, Rob records videos with his three kids, Chuckers, Hads, and Austin, every week and shows kids how to bring out their inner artist. I'm going to get to that interview in just a few minutes, but there's another thing I'm excited about. First, it's the support of the patrons. Thank you, patrons, for sponsoring the podcast if you're interested in sponsoring the podcast as a patron, head on over to thewiredhomeschool.com slash Patreon, and you can check out all the details on that. But also, I have a corporate underwriter now. The Wired Homeschool is being underwritten by Scalaric, the homeschool planner that saves you time, plan, track, and organize your homeschool easier than you ever imagined. You can start your free trial today by going to scholaric.com that's s-c-h-o-l-a-r-i-c dot com so excited about that and i really appreciate the vote of confidence from jeff over there i also got some itunes reviews i got three itunes reviews in the last month and a half or so and i would have said hey a little bit sooner about these because I'm always excited when I get iTunes reviews, but the tool that I used was not pulling them up. I got another one from a review from New Zealand, helpful topics in a concise format to keep my family current with basic knowledge of technology options, warnings, and advice. That comes from Mum of Three Kiwis and CRCSRC from the USA said, I wish I found this podcast sooner. It's a great podcast for all homeschoolers. If a homeschool parent does not teach their kids about technology or learn with them, they are not giving their kids complete education. And you can read the rest there over on iTunes. And finally, the cool homeschool podcast by TheZ.com. Give John a listen to connect with all things homeschool and tech. One other thing I want to mention before we go, I'm doing, start, going to start doing this quote of the week. Education quote of the week. It's February. It's Black History Month, so I'm looking at some important people in Black history here in the United States. And I thought I would quote Sidney Poitier. He said, "I have always been a learner because I knew nothing." That's your education quote of the week. That's a new thing, new little feature I'm doing there. Well, the interview with Rob Jensen. I'm excited to bring you this interview. My wife joined me on the interview. We had a great time. Before the actual interview, my kids were gathered around our webcam and his kids were gathered around their webcam and it was mayhem. And had I recorded that, it probably would have been very entertaining. 
but I didn't record it. So you'll have to just uh, deal with my wife and I talking to Rob. I had my daughter kind of listening in at the same time as well. Let's get right into that interview. Rob, thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Hey, John. Thanks for thanks for having me. Well, my family discovered you on YouTube. I guess they must have been looking for how to draw something, I guess, and <laughs> who knows what it could have been. And, and they found you on YouTube, and we are a, a, a crazy drawing family now <laughs> uh, because, of, because of your videos. And, and I just wanted to reach out to you because I thought what you were doing is, is just fantastic. And also share what you're doing with, with other homeschoolers and even other parents. Cause I, I I've been told by some parents who don't homeschool that they actually listen to my podcast too. So, <laughs> but I just wanted to share you as a resource for people to teach art because I, what you're doing, I think is, is really great. Oh, I appreciate that. It means a lot to me. It's really also a unique use of technology in the world of education. The combination of, of um, family orientation with you and your kids there so that kids can watch and the education part of it, especially for those of us who homeschool and don't have an art teacher that the kids go to a few times a week. I think it's a real unique use and a great way to reach people with uh, the skills that we want all our kids to have. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, one of the things that I absolutely love about the internet is that we're not confined to our own houses anymore or confined to just kind of the immediate experiences that we get um, by interacting with people in the real world. But, you know, I can teach, it's been fun teaching my kids how to draw, but then not, you know, not limiting it to just our experience here in the house. It's been, it's been a blast sharing that with the rest of the internet. And it really has been a lot of fun. So how long have you been, been doing these videos on YouTube? Um, gosh, I think it's been, I think it's been a, a three years. Um, three years. Yeah. It's only recently since uh, 2000, uh, beginning of 2014, where we started doing the videos um, every day, uh, Monday through mm -hmm. Friday. So it's it's fairly recent that we've been doing them as as often as we do them now. And and is this is are you a full time YouTuber or is this are, are you is this your side hustle? This is actually yeah, this is actually just something I I do on the side. I it is a second business for us. Um, I started a business with my father in law. And we do social media for dentists. And we, we started that quite a while ago. And then I wanted to uh, start doing my art. I was actually, I went to school as an industrial designer and graduated with BFA and then got a job at Ford and worked for, uh, for Ford in Michigan for six or so years. And then uh, we started having kids and realized that uh, we were way too far away from, uh, from grandparents and so we started, I started working uh, with my father-in-law and then uh, realized that we could do it full time and move the family back to our home state of Utah. And uh, then once I started doing that full time, I really wanted to get back to art and drawing. And so kind of started it on the side, just doing things. So one of the things that we really like is, is how much you focus on, on your family during the the lessons and and it, it's really clear to see that not only your love of art come through but your love and your dedication to your family come through as well you know that you would do this with your kids is is great so so you worked for Ford yeah 
<laughs> and uh, you did exterior. I, I was looking on your website. You did exterior design. Have we seen your designs in, in any of the cars that are rolling around <laughs> out there? Yeah, yeah, the Mustang I worked on. And uh, that was a blast. It was, it was a dream. That was a dream come true to work on uh, exterior, uh, the exterior designs for Ford. It, it was, it was really, I, when I went into work, I had to pinch myself, uh, myself a lot of times, you know, waking myself up and reminding myself, this isn't a dream, but uh, it was hard. It was actually hard to, to step away from that. But um, kind of like you said, my, my family and my kids are everything to me. And so when they, when they started coming around, we, we started having kids and realized that we were way too far away from, from our grandparents, from their grandparents, and and kind of made that decision to put family first and, and move closer and keep our family uh, close. And I just wish I could draw cars out here in Utah, but that's not possible. <laughs> what are some of the benefits that you see to teaching kids art online? Well, I... Th- I love um, teaching art. I love teaching it to my kids. And I think one of the benefits really to teaching art online is really just the benefit of the internet itself is, is there's so much, there's so many great things on the internet that we can access that we have free access to. And one of the things that I've, I mean, I, I think everybody's aware of is just that there's a lack of focus on our education, even in public schools, and and I think probably a lot of a lot of homeschoolers uh, struggle with where you know where do I start with our our education? Um, maybe some of them don't feel very confident or comfortable teaching art just because they feel like they can't draw or they they're not skilled enough to teach their kids um, art. And so one of the benefits that I I've really seen with teaching it online is that we've kind of become a, a nice resource for homeschoolers and, and even public um, public schools where they don't have a budget to to uh, hire a, a, an art teacher and, and it's really been put on the shoulders of another of the gym teacher or or you know somebody else that doesn't doesn't feel qualified but they feel like they they still have the responsibility and so it's been it's been a blast to be a resource for them you you really did touch on something that you know a lot of homeschoolers they don't know where to start with art. And oftentimes what they'll do is they'll they'll just find a curriculum, a book or something, and they'll work with that or they'll find, you know, there, there's usually resources in the homeschooling community, but but no one that ever did it professionally. Mm. Or or maybe they they're, the person they have is good at art, but they're not good at teaching art. And so, uh, so, yeah. so, so those are certainly it's 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 a struggle and it's it's a problem that's out there and you're certainly solving a problem <laughs> in the homeschooling community and clearly you know you should mention in the public schools as well so that that's great too what are some of the drawbacks that that you've seen with with teaching art online if if there's any uh, let's see i i think probably the biggest drawback is that because it is online even though it's with with uh, social media you know even youtube you can kind of be there there begins to be this discussion or conversation that happens in the comments of, of one of the videos and we can respond to those. But unlike, you know, unlike an actual classroom where you have a teacher up front, 
you know, one of the students or one of our art friends, they can't raise their hand in the middle of the, you know, in the middle of the lesson and stop us and then ask us, you know, how did, how did you do that? Or it's really up to them to rewind the video and, and maybe leave a comment if they, if they have enough courage to do that and, and ask for some uh, additional help. And so that's maybe the drawback is it, it, it isn't live, but even though we can still have the kind of a social conversation, it's just not as immediate as, as, as maybe compared, comparing it to um, a live classroom. I have a question. With you doing this as a dad, how do you keep your kids um, continually enthusiastic about doing it with you? <laughs> to be honest, I, I, have, I don't have to do anything. All I, all I have to do is ask them, do you want to make a video? And it actually turns into a fight. They, you know, they, they fight to be the one that's going to be in the next <laughs> video. So it's, it's pretty easy, actually. <laughs> Wow, I was thinking they probably love, you know, one-on-one time with dad and thinking that a lot of people are watching them. I think my kids would love it. <laughs> <laughs> it really has become you know, I when I first started first started this, it was a way I I wanted a way to slow down time because I felt like my kids were growing way too fast. I've it seems like I would come home from work and they had grown three inches and were saying words that I didn't know they knew how to say. And, and, and just, they were just growing up way too fast. And so really one of the goals of starting this website was to have dedicated time with them on a regular basis so that it kind of felt like time was slowed down. And I feel like it really has, has done that for us. I feel like, um, having this this special time with them where there's no other distractions you know the tv's not on my phone's not on has been extremely beneficial to our to our relationships uh with each other and so it really has been fun i'm not saying that uh there hasn't been days that i haven't wanted to shoot a video <laughs> but they always i i never have to convince them and it's, it's <laughs> She stole. She stole my question. I was going to ask you if there were any days where the kids didn't want to record videos. There isn't. There isn't a single day. And but you know the days that I that I kind of have a bad attitude or or I don't feel like recording that day are are the days that I've kind of learned are um, you know those are the days that I need to go down and I need to do it because. Uh, I'll force myself to go down and do it. And, you know, you kind of have to put on the face at first and, and be happy and smile into the camera. But, you know, by the end of the video, I, I'm a completely different person. I've, I, my attitudes change. Seeing my little kids smile while they draw something and, and to see them proud of what they've been able to draw. It just, it kind of warms my heart. And I can't, you know, I can't be in a bad mood after that. And so I've learned that, even though I might I might be in a bad mood when the video starts, I know that I'm going to be in a good mood when it ends. And so it's been it's right. it's been a great motivation to continue to keep doing them. So, <laughs> how do you how do you keep them on uh, on task and keep them from chattering <laughs> during the video? <laughs> um, they've they've actually I think they've kind of learned it, and I I feel bad in some ways because I I I think that those are the moments that other kids have have kind of enjoyed. And so I feel bad that sometimes I've I've I feel like I've toned them down a little bit so they're not too crazy on the camera, but they've actually just just kind of natural. 
And I hope I'm not raising, you know, future movie stars because <laughs> I don't want that for them. But, <laughs> but they are really just natural when they get in front of the camera. And, and we do edit a little bit and sometimes we have to shoot the video over. But typically it's, it's not because of their craziness. It's because of me. Has, has anyone ever spotted you in public and said, hey, you're Rob from YouTube? <laughs> no, um, not yet. But actually, um, my oldest, Chuckers, or, or that's his nickname, but his real name is Jack. He's He's been recognized at his own school and by kids that he didn't know. And so that's been something he'll run home and, and be really proud and, and be grinning from ear to ear and be really happy to, to tell us what happened <laughs> that somebody recognized him and and it was a fifth grader you know and, and <laughs> a lot older than him but um not me i i haven't been recognized yet there's a lot of bald people around so well we were wondering that whether the kids were like everybody at their schools knows them because you would think that all of their friends would watch the videos and then their <laughs> friends would tell their friends and then everybody in the school, you yeah. know, and the teachers and everybody would know them. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. get a big kick out of that. Yeah, they, they do. I think there's only a few, you know, it, it's not as, as much as maybe you think it would be, but the, the kids that do recognize them come running up to them and, and almost mug them. You mentioned how this is part of how, how this is part of your one-on-one -on -one time with the kids. Um, and it's an opportunity for you to, to slow things down. For a lot of parents, they have trouble incorporating art into their kids' lives, whether, whether it's a curriculum or even just making it something to appreciate. How would you recommend that parents can, can do that, can incorporate art in, into their kids' lives? Well, first, I don't, think, I don't think art should ever be forced or feel like it's mandatory. To me, art should always, one of the most important things we try to emphasize in our videos is that art should be fun. It should never be focused on making something perfect. I think our kids, they're surrounded by a lot of seriousness. We, you know, we, we, we want them to be serious. We want them to grow up. We want them to be respectful. We want them to, you know, learn, you know, learn important principles in life. And, and I think art should be kind of the place where they feel free. They feel that they can be creative. Um, they don't necessarily, and it's a good place for them to exercise that. You know, you, a lot of times kids need to, they kind of need to break out of a shell or break out of, or feel like they're out of line to try and get attention or to find, you know, find their their personality. They, they just need a, an outlet almost, you know, and I think art should be that for, for every kid. And so um, for parents, maybe I think my, strongest suggestion would be to just have art materials available and free for them to use anytime they want without asking. And that's one of the things that we've tried in our family is to have markers, to have crayons, to have a, a stack of white paper down low where they can get to it anytime they want. And they don't feel like they need to ask, you know, maybe, maybe there's appropriate times, you know, right at, in the middle of dinner is not necessarily right, the right time to start drawing, but, but, Anytime is available for them to be creative. And I think that's the first place to start is to is to give them to make sure that the opportunity is there for them to to be artistic or to be creative. And having those art supplies available is, is an easy way to do that. I think the other way I think you can do that is is kind of do the same thing that we're doing um, as a family. You don't have to have a camera on to do it. You know, you can sit down with your kids 
and draw with them. And it's one of the, I think you'll you'll learn that it's the quickest way to make some of the best memories um, with your kids is to draw things, to laugh at each other's drawings, and to to just have fun being creative together. Those are some great suggestions. There's been a huge emphasis on STEM education here in the United States. And un- unfortunately, what has happened with that, and also even due, to, even due to cutbacks in public schooling, is that art is losing funding and there, there hasn't been really uh, an emphasis on art like there was when we were growing up. Do you see that as being detrimental? And how do you think that art can be incorporated into STEM education? That's a great question. I don't think it's necessarily a, a detriment. But, well, of course, of course, it's it's going to be detrimental on some level. Um, when you focus on when you give so much focus to one thing, you tend to remove focus from another thing. And, and art is naturally the thing to go, I think, because there isn't I think for a lot of people, there isn't necessarily a direct connection from art to uh, making money or a career and, you know, later in life. And so it kind of naturally gets left out, but there, there are plenty of amazing uh, career opportunities with an art emphasis. And so I, I do think it's, it's kind of sad that it's not getting the emphasis or it's one of the first things to go in a, in a school budget or, or, um, you know, salaries, salary cuts and stuff. But I think one of the best things that parents can do is to to look where they feel there's a lack. And I, and I do think that that's kind of a philosophy with art, with homeschoolers in general is one of the reasons that, or one of the main reasons that maybe they've chosen to homeschool is that they feel that they can, they can do a better job or, or provide a better education to their kids than what they can receive in public school. And I think that should be a philosophy that every parent should have when it comes to anything that's going on in their, in their kid's life. If they feel that there's a lack or a hole in, in their kid's education, they should be the ones that are first responsible to fill that. And so if they feel that, um, you know, because of the STEM uh, focus, that other things are being left, you know, off the table that they should jump. They should be the first ones to jump in and to, and to supplement that education. And so I kind of feel that that's one, it's also another driving um, force to why we were, why we're doing these things, these activities or these videos online is because I don't feel that kids, my kids get the same art education that I felt like I got when I was, when I was a kid. And so it was kind of, it's, it's me, you know, I feel like it's my responsibility to jump in and kind of rescue them and say, no, you need to get this level of, of education in, in this area. And so I think that goes with any, any topic or any subject. If you feel there's any kind of lack or, or missing opportunity, parents should have that first responsibility to fill it. That's definitely the homeschool philosophy is there are a lot of people that feel like they need to fill in in certain areas. And, and so that, that is one of, you know, one of the ways to do it is 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 to homeschool. A lot of parents have told us that uh, they use our our art activities in addition to writing activities or even math activities. They'll they find a connection between, you know, what we're doing at 
um, in our videos to something that they're maybe teaching. So we just recently did how to draw a Roman soldier and it works great with history. You know, if they, if they have a, a lesson where they're talking about the Roman empire, then you can take a, a 30 minute break and do a, a drawing of a Roman soldier. And so there are, there are fun and creative ways to mix art in with, you know, some of this more serious um, subjects. What kind of online resources would you recommend uh, for parents? I mean, besides your great YouTube channel, of course, uh, <laughs> for, for that, that parents can check out to teach their kids about art. Great question. I have two two sets that I really like, and they're actually from my own childhood. So I don't know how many how many kids <laughs> might actually relate to this, but I love uh, Draw Three D, and it was uh, it's a site that uh, Mark Kistler does and and he was a he was a show that he was a host of a show that was all about drawing when i when i was a kid and i it was a show that i would race home to watch after school and uh i he's still around he's still he still has a website up and you can still learn stuff on his website and i i absolutely love it because it's it's funny cool uh cartoons that he's been drawing ever since i was a kid so that's one that's one thing i i I would recommend is draw 3d and he does, he, he emphasizes um, just kind of like how the URL sa- uh, sound says is that he focuses on words and teaching kids how to create three dimensional shapes on a two dimensional page. And so that's one of the reasons why I like it so much is that's kind of what kids I think need to learn how to do. So they feel like they're in charge of their, their artwork is to create this three-dimensional illusion. So the other one is um, Ed Emberley, and he was another kind of childhood hero uh, to me. And both of the, both of these guys have books too, that are great books. Um, I think you can pick them up um, on Amazon and they're also a great resource to have those books, uh, but it's edemberley.com. Uh, and his is, you know, is, is definitely for the younger kids and it's a great place to start if you have five and under uh, little artists. So that's that's a great resource. Also, one of the things that I think is is one of the best resources, though, is kind of like how we mentioned before, is to have the art supplies handy and ready for them to just use, and challenge your kids to draw things in your house. Get one of you know get one of their favorite toys and put it down in front of them and challenge them to see if they can draw it. Or ask them to draw what they, you know, the favorite thing that happened to them that day. Or, you know, if you go on a vacation, ask them to draw what their favorite part of that vacation was. And so I think giving kids, you know, little ideas, kind of trying to spark their imagination and their creativity. Because I think just just like adults, I think when you put a, a clean sheet of paper in front of kids, sometimes, you know, that that creativity quickly disappears just because they'll, they'll draw something really quick and then they're bored or they, you know, they're, they don't know what else to draw. And so giving them little things or little challenges to draw is a great way to keep that kind of creativity going. Well, listen, Rob, it has been great talking to you. This is your opportunity now here at the end of, end of the interview to promote anything you want to. Um, and, you know, feel, feel free to go ahead and, and let people know how they can, they can find you online and uh, check out your great art. Oh, I appreciate it. It's been a blast uh, talking with you, John. Um, 
We're always looking for new art friends, and you guys can find us at artforkidshub.com. You can also find us on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash artforkidshub. And you can subscribe in both places, on our website and also on YouTube. Rob, thanks again for joining me. Thanks for having me. Well, that is going to do it for this week, folks. I want to thank Rob once again for joining me on the podcast. And before I go, I have one more thing to mention. I am going to be speaking via Skype at the CFHE Homeschool Conference on March 13th, 2015 at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. My topic is going to be one that I get a lot of requests for, a parent's guide to making friends with social media. If you're in Washington State and you're going to that conference, make sure you check it out. If you're not, I'll do my best to record this. I've spoken about this in the past, but I've got some new information that I want to share, and I'm always glad to share that here. And it's a great way to have a simple podcast produced for you all. So I'm looking forward to doing that. That's a CFHE Homeschool Conference, March 13th, 2015, at 5.30 p.m. And as always, I just want to remind you that this podcast is a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. You can find more family-friendly tech podcasts over at techpodcast.com. And music for the podcast is provided by Kevin McLeod over at incompetech.com. So whether you're a homeschooler, whether you're an after-schooler, whether you're a public schooler and you're just listening to this because you want some good tech advice, thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking me in your ears. And let's go out there and get your homeschools wired.